Thank you for joining the ESBC Podcast Network for a special faith, family, and football. And we have a very special guest here, uh, college football coach who's had a phenomenal career. And he, as a graduate of the University of South Florida, I remember when that program started with Coach Levitt and how hard it is. And, man, he's done a, a phenomenal job. He had a great turnaround here last year. And, man, things are looking – I'm sure Coach has uh, sunglasses on because the future is bright for Houston Baptist football, Coach. Coach Vic Shealy. Uh, thanks. Appreciate you having me on, Josh. Absolutely. And we'll start from the beginning because it's very interesting to me. You, as a GA, I think it was your first two coaching jobs, you uh, were mentored and learned from two uh, all-time greats in the college football profession, two men who are inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame, and Grant Taft and Fisher DeBerry. Yeah, you know, I really feel like I was fortunate, and, and I, uh, um, I, I, I got good starts at uh, good programs, but moreover than the program, you know, I had two head coaches that uh, not only cared about my growth and, and the, the training as a young coach, uh, but the uh, uh, just the modeling of, of what a great man and how they live their life uh, and, and how that uh, uh, can translate into a phenomenal uh, challenge for us as coaches to, to be a, a role model and a uh, person that can lead, you know, young men in, in football and make a difference in their life. And then obviously go out and be able to be effective in teaching the game, but fundamentally and schematically, you know, to give you, you know, uh, give your kids a chance to be successful in the field. And I just feel like I've, I'm one of the luckiest coaches around uh, with uh, you know, certainly uh, Coach Taft and Coach DeBerry. Absolutely. And, and very interesting looking at your background, how uh, you're always moving up and moving uh, forward. And something that's, that, that, I, that I noticed that I thought was incredible, I think it's incredible, is that uh, when you were the defensive coordinator at UNLV, right, as a defensive coordinator, you go toe-to-toe, call for call. You were making the defense's calls that day, right? When uh, you went against Arizona State, and I know uh, Coach Erickson, Coach Dennis Erickson, who's also in the College Football Hall of Fame for winning multiple national championships, he was calling plays. He likes to be his own offensive coordinator, and you guys uh, pulled uh, an amazing upset. I believe they're in the top 10, 15 in the country, and things were looking great for them, and you guys went in and beat them on the road. Yeah, that you know that that was one of the, probably the, our, our time there at UNLV. That was one of the most significant wins uh, certainly uh, that had uh, occurred uh, there uh, in, in quite some time. Coach Coach Erickson is all uh, he will ever forever be remembered as one of the great offensive coaches in the game, and certainly a, a very very highly respected head coach. And they had uh, the, well, they started off just in a, in a bang and, and really came out of shoots, and they were ranked I think left the nation and. We went in there and, and uh, just played one of those games where, you know, we, we didn't make mistakes and we made plays and the uh, game came down to a fourth quarter win and, and it was a great game there in uh, Tempe and, and one that uh, as I get older, you know, certainly that's part of the, the, the great memories that, you, you know, that you carry on and, and uh, even to this day. Absolutely, Coach. 
And from UNLV, you become a defensive coordinator. I, I hate the term power five because I think it's misleading. It's more of a marketing term more than anything else. Uh, and, and let me know your thoughts on that. My thoughts are that uh, if you're not Alabama or LSU, right, top five programs, Ohio State, from let's say number six to number 200, uh, the margin in talent, right? And sometimes uh, you look at a guy like Chris Kleiman, uh, the, the head coach at the University of Buffalo, those are phenomenal coaches, right? So the difference in coaching in talent isn't as big as uh, we're being marketed as. You know, I think that's, you know that, that's one of the things that we see time and time again, and we're reminded every year at the FCS that you see where, you know, the, F, the FCS schools go into a place where they're not supposed to win and uh, be, a, be a school. And, you know, just even last year, we're playing UTEP in the opening right. ball game, and we were down by two, 36 to 34, driving a two-minute drill. And with uh, less than a minute left in the game, we had made a first down at uh, UTEP's 19-yard line. You know, we're already in field goal range. And uh, a uh, field goal gives us a chance to go ahead in a, in a, in a short field goal at that. And then, unfortunately, we just had a little protection issue. Uh, a guy came through and had a strip sack, and, and we lost the ball and didn't have a chance to win that game. But it just shows you this day and time just how how those margins are thin. And, and certainly, you know, the elite programs have players that are are, are really hard, you know, to, to match up against. But there, are, there's a lot of equality this day and time in, in the game. And you know, and, and even as we prepare to, to play North Texas, um, and then on to Texas Tech and La Tech, our you know our our three games this year there in September, you know we're we're gonna we're gonna line up and see if we can't shock some folks. Okay, that that makes me very excited, Coach, because that's where I'm going with the UNLV. And am I correct uh, to think you guys got, uh, you know, depending on injuries, you guys got five, eight guys on offense, eight guys on defense coming back. Uh, it seems like uh, something that I admire about what you guys are doing at Houston Baptist, that in the middle of the chaos, you guys are very, very organized. All the games that I saw last year, it was a very organized, prepared team. And I was listening. I'd like to know your thoughts on what Will Matt, Mitch, Mitch, uh, Mushamp said, the coach at University of South Carolina. He said with the mm -hmm. pandemic going on, the football teams this year that are the most organized are going to have a huge advantage versus the ones that are not as organized. Well, I think we all know that um, uh, whether you're in your 50s like I am or whether you're in the 20s in college, you know, when you can predict what a day looks like and you can go tackle the challenges of that day, you know, people just tend to uh, accomplish more and they tend to have less stress and they have just more of a uh, – a game plan in place, you know, to, to, to handle whatever obstacle comes. I think, you know, COVID has, has just sent so many zingers at the uh, normalcy of life that uh, uh, I think it's our job as coaches is to try to create structure and daily to, to try to really uh, build uh, what what it means to, to calculate what that day's, what defines that day as a win. And so what we try to do here is just really uh, do just that is is find a way to win today. What are the challenges? You know, if it's doing a good job of creating a tighter COVID bubble one day and that and that becomes weird, then that's good enough. Or if it's going out there today and and uh, having a, a great special teams practice, you know, so that we can 
play better than whatever that goal is that day, I think you have to really do a great job communicating. I read a book uh, uh, two, two years ago, and it talks about how leaders must convey vision constantly because people will lose sight of vision. And right. so I think that's really going to come down to, you know, really how how, how well coaches have, have continued to brought the guys back. It was a long, it was a long time to be away from our guys during the COVID break. And so getting them back and, and getting them into the mindset of competing as a hard nosed football team, uh, it's, it's just really critical. And I, and, and I do agree that those that handle that, uh, time away and then come back and, and get the kids back in the, in a really different minds when they're key to, to be successful. Yeah. And before we, uh, we go through each individual team, that's fascinating. Uh, you're the expert. We're just fans. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. fans think they're the expert. But I was thinking about it, and, uh, you know, marginal utility is something that fascinates me. Uh, you know, the number one tennis player in the world, their stroke percentage may be a half a percentage different than the hundredth player in the world. So mm. with you guys playing a three-game schedule, uh, and usually the rule of thumb is the difference between an F FCS school and an FBS school is depth. Uh, with depth not being as much of an issue with you guys playing three games, and then you can put more of the playbook in, right? Am I correct in that? You can put more of the playbook in now and really uh, have a strategic advantage versus uh, a Texas Tech, a La Tech, or even the main green that have to play a full conference schedule. You know, and, and, and there's a real, you know, insight into that. I think you know, the one thing that we're not going to have to do is that we're not going to have to uh, take our, our, our number ones off the field and rotate them because we're preparing for that long, you know, right. uh, climb of a schedule, you know, as you're speaking. And so I think we'll be able to leave our our front guys in for longer periods of time. And, uh, and I think, you know, this day and time with the nature of offense is going fast and a lot of plays played, you know, you, you still have to play a fair number of guys. But uh, there's there's not really much uh, incentive for us to leave anything in the tank, uh, you know, past September. And, you know, we wish we were playing all 11, but, right. you know, we are dealing with the issues that are that, that, that are handed to us. And these three non-conference games were ones that we had scheduled, and we we had the ability to control whether we play those or not. And so we want to play, and we wish we could play all 11. But uh, we're, we're going to be, you know, Line up, and, and uh, there'll be nothing held in reserve. Absolutely, I'm very excited to watch it and make sure a lot of the audience we get twenty thousand downloads a month, getting much of those people get excited and telling their high mm -hmm. school coaches about the special things going on in Houston Baptist football. So the first game is uh, against. Uh, I like these guys. I like guys like yourself and Coach uh, Seth Luttrell, who know how to do more with less. And he's certainly done that. He's done a great job recruiting at that level. Uh, what are your thoughts on the first game of the season against uh, North Texas Mean Green? I know their offensive coordinator, uh, uh, Harrell, went to USC as their offensive coordinator. So he does a good job managing and hiring coaches. Is that right? It, yeah, it really, really does. And, and I think – when you look at the job that uh, Coach Latrell has done since being there, you know, at uh, North Texas, you know, two of the last three years, he's won Conference USA. He's really stabilized that program, the recruiting effort, you know, because we see it obviously, you know, in, in the fact that uh, early on, you know, we're the same kids that they've offered it. And uh, so we feel like we have 
or, or really understanding and appreciation for just how committed they are to, you know, to, to recruiting. And um, I, I think that uh, the toughness that they play with, that the speed and uh, just the athletic ability makes it a really good evaluator. It starts, you know, with the head coach when we're talking about evaluating talent. I think, uh, uh, you know, the when he lost Grim Harrell there to SC, right. I'm sure that, that was a uh, loss because his reputation is strong. But by all, by all, all indication, we understand that uh, Coach Luttrell has kind of come back in and okay. and um, he's going to kind of run the offense Got quite it. a bit. And, and, and he's when he was the offensive coordinator at uh, North Carolina, I mean, they, they were just – uh, running, run, running through the ACC, and so he's a, a sharp guy, and, and no doubt uh, will we'll do a great job as they continue to to, to get where they want to be. Uh, you know, in, in Conference USA again as a champion. Right, and Ben always uh, advised me. Red, Red, uh, ben Raslaff. I'm the first one to tell him he was going to be an SCS All American, <laughs> and, and he always is uh, bragging about his offensive coordinator. There at Houston Baptist, that's uh, best friends with uh, Klingsbury, right? The head coach at uh, the Arizona Cardinals, right? And you guys run the air right. raid. And is it yeah. going to be like the NBA where teams that play fast, like your uh, hometown team, the Rockets, uh, had an advantage coming back from the bubble? And especially the first game of the season, uh, does North Texas go fast too? And I know Ben always says that one of the objectives of your office is to wear down the other team. Yeah. I mean, it's just – you know, those are really a spot-on observations. I think uh, everybody is 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 trying to regain that level of base conditioning, and we just didn't have much time to do it. So I I, I do believe that the first ball game, you're going to see fatigue, uh, you know, become a factor uh, at times in a game when maybe in the past teams, you know, really did struggle. And I think one way that you can you know put your opponent in difficulty, obviously is to playing fast and getting that ball snapped and, you know, really dy dynamic defensive players when they get tired, they don't run, you know, they don't play as fast. And so we're going to, you know, we're going to try to tire them down and we're going to try to see if we can't take advantage of that. Uh, you know, being, we felt like last year should have been an All-American. He, he uh, you know, led our conference in uh, receiving yardage and uh, touchdown catches. And, you know, he's a preseason all-conference player. And, and uh, you know, this year's, going to be tough and and uh you know josh so we can talk about it if you have time later but oh absolutely you know it, it, it's going to probably be the situation uh i think even today maybe the uh, board of directors of, of the ncaa are voting on it uh, to, to extend the uh, clock for all the uh fifth year seniors like uh, ben so they can oh, come wow. back next year and play a full season so if we don't get the, the type of opportunity to 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 um Vote in all, all all Americans this year. I'm uh, I'm, I'm positive that Ben that, that that that's a a huge opportunity. Uh, our quarterback is a preseason All American, so we got a guy that can toss the ball to him well. And, right. And um, so so you know, but Ben Ben truly is a special guy. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll go through the players after uh, we finish the schedule. And I'm excited about Ben because I go to the Rams practices, and uh, it's a small world, as you know, Coach and uh, Cooper mm -hmm. Cup. I look at Cooper Cup, I watch him on the field, I watch Ben. And I tell you, there's not uh, – I feel that Ben's, a, you know, just as far as an athlete is concerned, you know, there's skill involved. But as an athlete, he compares very favorably to a Cooper Cup who supposedly is designed for the air raid and that type of – those types of uh, formations 
and strategies in the NFL. Mm. You know, the, you know, I, I really think the air raids, you know, and Zach Kelly is our offensive coordinator and, and uh, does a phenomenal job teaching it. He was the, he coached the quarterbacks and mentored those guys under Cliff Teensbury there at Texas Tech in the last couple of years there on staff and really uh, is uh, really a rising star in the coaching profession. Uh, I think being uh, the things that really give you a chance to see him be successful in the system uh, is because it's a system that uh, unique receivers that are smart football players, the adjustments, the routes, right. and, the ability, and, and the ability to uh, adapt you know, to, to coverage and techniques of defenders. And when you find good athletes that are very adaptive and, and have a high football IQ, they, they, they excel and they'll thrive in this system. And so he's a tremendous athlete. He's got great ball skills and, and a great route runner and he's highly, highly competitive. But when you bring the IQ factor in, uh, it, you know, it's just rare that uh, he's not in a position where, you know, he's not impacting a, a, a given drive somewhere. Absolutely. And then after the Mean Green, you play uh, the Texas Tech Red Raiders and uh, Coach Matt Wells. If you could tell us uh, what's a, a little bit of the research you've done so far on Texas Tech. Yeah, well, you know, and, and, and I've known Coach Wells for a good while. Uh, his days uh, when I was at uh, Air Force and he was at Navy and then on to New okay. Mexico. And, then, and so, you know, he, he, he and I have a friendship. And so uh, I, I have kind of sat back and just to watch the way that he has risen in the coaching profession at, at this time as a head coach at Utah State and really was instrumental and taking that program to levels that has never really uh, seen before and uh, was excited that he got the Texas Tech job. We needed a get him, and he was gracious enough to, to give us an opportunity. Oh, that's to awesome. And, Congratulations, Coach, because that's your connection, yeah. right? You said the friendship, you made that business connection, and that's not to be yeah. taken lightly. Congratulations, Coach. Well, appreciate that. And I think, you know, just he, he's, getting, he's, he's getting his people in there. I think it's kind of hard. When you've been a, a Kingsbury Air Raid, right, and then Matt, then Matt Wells is his system is very, very, very complicated. Uh, a lot of the quarterback running game, and you saw what he did at uh, Utah State, where he just created fits in the Mountain West Conference for people to defend him. And so, uh, you know, he's a smart guy and he's high energy, and and I know that uh, he did a phenomenal job recruiting this year. They had a really talented class coming in. And, and um, so it's, you know, this, this is one that's uh, all, all three of the games this year are going to be uh, opportunities for us to learn, learn a lot about our players. But, uh, you know, this game particularly, I'm going to be kind of curious to see just how well we compete, you know, against a Power 5 school, a traditionally really strong program in Texas Tech that, that does a great job recruiting the state of Texas. And so it'll be a fun, fun evening. Oh, no, and, and that's the other thing I want to make sure that, man, I had so much fun watching your games. You guys play an exciting brand of football, and, uh, you know, Coach Wells being an offensive guy, I'm very much looking forward to that game, uh, and, and I love the way you're talking. I, I love, you know, I love for you guys to go 3-0 and and be the talk of the country because that's another opportunity with uh, just the uh, SEC, AAC, and the ACC playing Early in the season, the SEC doesn't start till September 26th. Uh, and we're going to promote it through all social media and everywhere we know here in the media capital of Southern California. You're going to be the only game on, and you guys play an exciting brand of football. 
Yeah, it'll be it'll be funny. You know, I I hate that there's fewer people playing and uh, and all. I wish everybody was able to sit there just for the athletes and, and to be able to enjoy playing the game that they worked so hard for. But you know, give, given those circumstances where there's fewer people playing, and, and we know that you know our brand's going to be able to be out there and be seen by, by more folks. It's just uh, even as I was talking to our kids the other day, you know, if if you ever want to sit there and uh, let someone see. You know just how a player you are, then, then, then you, then this opportunity is coming, and and uh, don't don't live a life of regret where right. we didn't do anything that we could have done in, in fall camp, you know, to be the best uh, team, the best players that we could be. Uh, you know, it, it, it's obviously going to be a, a huge challenge. If if we're fortunate to go three and zero, then they ought to. Someone ought to extend the opportunity for us to be in a bowl game. Yes. The, the year. <laughs> I love you said that because I was thinking it, you know, and, and uh, it was something that you verbalized and you said, hey, you know, why not? Why not? Uh, yeah. Because you guys, you guys are really good on offense. And, and after we talk about Louisiana Tech, we'll talk about those guys. Uh, but, but you really have a, a very, very exciting offense that I'll put them up against uh, the best power five offenses out there. Now, I graduated from the University of South Florida, and yeah. when I went to the alumni meetings, I got to meet uh, Coach Holtz, his mm-hmm. dad. Uh, he's a really great guy, uh, but I'm very excited about this game because they seem to have a brand-new secondary. <laughs> that I really think that, you, you're, that your receiver core uh, definitely has a, a huge competitive advantage against their defensive backs. And historically, when Coach Holtz brings in new coordinators, he doesn't do so well. And he has a first-year uh, OC uh, that maybe you guys can, you know, confuse him a little bit there on defense. If you could tell us a little bit uh, about the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs, La Tech. You guys are going to be playing over there in Louisiana. Is that correct? Yeah, we, we do. And, and uh, Louisiana Tech is up in Rusting, which is uh, about an hour, 45 minutes uh, east of uh, Streetport. And uh, – and certainly, it's a great football tradition over the years. And um, you look at uh, Lafayette, they've uh, won six straight bowl games. And right. Coach Holtz has got them uh, really, really playing well and, and consistently doing that. I think uh, last year, uh, they they had graduated a tremendous number of kids. You know, within their two deep on both sides of the ball, they, they had graduated uh, a lot of guys. But just like we've seen them be able to – to, to restock and, and uh, you know, create that uh, talented roster. We, we expect uh, a, a really a, an impressive bunch to play. I think, you know, Coach Holtz, this is not a rodeo. He's put his stamp on that program. And, you know, my, my belief is while while anytime you, you have coordinator changes, it it's a little hard sometimes to come out of that first ball game uh, because often, you know, the whole system's not in or something to that effect. But, you know, Coach Holtz has been around, and, and he knows what he wants to get accomplished in a program, and, and um, uh, uh, it'll be it'll, it'll be eager. You know, there's going to be some football. They're going to play before. I think I think they're playing Baylor now before we we play them, and so you know we'll get a good opportunity to see, you know, just how if there are changes, you know, schematically to to what they're doing, there offensively and defensively, and and. Um, you know, I like our receiving core, and you mentioned that. We have a really talented quarterback, and I feel like we have the ability to throw, throw, throw the football on a lot of folks, and, and uh, uh, it, it'll be fun. And, and uh, obviously, we've got to, got to get past those first two before we get to a lot of tech. 
but uh, you know certainly I think we're getting an opportunity to uh, be be tested and uh, hope 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 we'll be uh, equal to that test for them. Well, absolutely, and you guys get a week off before playing uh, La Tech, and they do as well. I think they play Baylor on the twelfth, but then they play Southern Miss on the nineteenth. Yeah. So with them having yeah. a new yeah, defense, because- yeah. Yeah, and, and that'll help us coming off the tech game. I'm sure after those two games, we'll be beat up pretty good. And and uh, you know, although we need Charlie, you know, you're able to get that pretty easily. But you know, we won't get in until pretty early morning on Sunday, and uh, after the tech game. So I think have have that week off and get rested back up, and and uh, it it would be valuable to us. And and like I said, though, we get chance to see them against Baylor and see that tape, and that'll and that'll make a difference. Yes, yes. And thinking about it, uh, we're very fortunate, lucky, and good, and blessed that we have several uh, AP voters uh, that listen to the podcast and follow us on social media. We'll make sure. <laughs> and, and I don't want to get too presumptuous, but when uh, Houston Baptist goes 3-0, I want to make sure they're in the, at least the top 20 and uh, head into a bowl game. Now, I yeah. I lucked out that I, I have a friend of mine who's now the assistant chief of police in uh, Tampa. But he played linebacker Louisville. And everybody knows that I'm a sucker for uh, coaches' uh, speeches. And I snuck into the locker room, and it was uh, another Hall of Fame coach, uh, Howard Schnellenberger. And uh, they were playing Florida State in Tallahassee, and he said, hey, uh, this is a fight between guys who had to work for their scholarship versus guys who were given scholarships. Who do you think would win that fight? <laughs> and you got a bunch of guys on your team that are like that. Uh, we've talked about Ben, but if you could talk about your quarterback, uh, Stearns, and I guess the wide receiver who came from the University of Texas as a transfer. Well, uh, now, Jerry Stern uh, led our conference in uh, receptions last year. Oh, okay. And, um, and, and, and he is um, – uh, like Ben is a preseason all conference player. His brother starts at, at uh, safety at, at Texas, and okay, and, uh, yeah, and so it's a it's, it's a very very talented Stern family there. Uh, and and Jared is different than Ben Ratsliff in, in, in just kind of the type of receiver they are, but equally you know both equally are, are, are really uniquely gifted guys. Our quarterback is a young man by the name of Bailey Zappi. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and he led uh, uh, in the country there, the FCS, in uh, touchdown passes and yards last year and completions. And, you know, uh, Bailey's got a strong arm. He's, he can really create offense by, by, you know, moving the pocket and, and uh, doing things to keep the, you know, to keep the play alive. And, and he's a smart guy and just highly, highly competitive. And we just really feel, you know, blessed that, um, you know, Bailey's in our program, frankly, I think, He's one of the best secrets in the nation out there, and uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm just grateful because I think when you find quarterbacks that know how to play the game, but they also have that just knack for making everybody around them better players. Bailey does that, and take, I tell you what, it take, takes a lot of pressure off us, off, the, uh, off us as coaches. No, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. And you guys play fast, you guys score fast, and that always puts pressure on the defense. Uh, what adjustments have you made to this year to, to get, you know, maybe get the defense to make a couple big stops, right? That's what you need in a defense uh, when you guys run that type of offense, right? You need a defense that's able to hang in there and get uh, a couple big stops 
uh, one or two stops a game. Because really, and let me know about this observation. Uh, it seems like you guys were one or two plays away from being in the playoffs. And you guys were in every game. Nobody blew, blew you guys out. Maybe six or seven plays throughout the year. And you're looking at nine or ten wins. You know, I think that's the thing that last year, when we look back at where we were, uh, we had gotten into the national rankings there, and, and we were getting points several weeks there, but finally got it, broke the rankings. And at that time, we were really struggling with uh, just the mounting number of injuries. And so it was about week six, we just got to a point where, particularly on defense, uh, we were losing kids for the season, and it was really – really tough and, and so we, we lost some of the momentum there we came back and i thought we played well and did some things in the month of november well as a program but you know you we we had most of those kids back that got hurt we had a lot of experience and we, so we probably had more depth and more playmakers on defense than we've had and you know this is a rough i mean right now with the way college offenses are you know it's a rough time to be a defensive coordinator right you know in college and, 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 and that just think that uh uh you know, the goal you got to do, I mean, you got to be great on third down. You got to build them off the field. And, uh, and then really you got to create turnovers. And if we really talk about, you know, playing and complementing a really talented scoring offense, well, anytime you get a turnover and you can steal a possession, you know, then, then, then that's the easiest way to, to separate, um, you know, your, you know, the, the, the scoreboard. And, and I feel like, you know, those are emphasis. We were pretty good on turnovers last year. I mean, when we got turnovers, we really were able to outpace people uh, in, in ball games. Uh, I think probably the biggest drive right now for us defensively is to play better on third down. And if we do that, uh, I, I think we could really be a handful. Yeah, if my memory serves you correctly, I don't think anybody stopped you guys last year. Sometimes you stopped yourself with turnovers, but I don't think anybody last year you played was able to continue your offense. You know, I think that's one of the great things about what Coach Kidd's done and, and just through Bailey Zappi's leadership is that, you know, there are times when maybe we'd play, we'd come out and not not really get into some rhythm. And, you know, when we, you we throw the football sometimes, you just maybe a, a drop ball or, or, or overthrown ball and you end up uh, not, not converting a third down. Uh, you can kind of lose a little bit of that rhythm, you know, for maybe a couple series. But uh, one thing I was just so proud of our kids is that even if we had uh, a slow start or maybe something where we had a, a little bit of a pause in our execution, our, our kids were able to uh, pick it back up, you know, that we didn't close a game playing poorly. And I thought we really uh, continued to compete and we were able to get back on track. And, you know, sometimes the time runs out on you, you know, before you win a ball game. But, uh, you know, I, I think when your kids play hard and, and they're working to try to become more perfected in, in, in their play, then you got a chance to certainly, you know, score where I think we're headed to win a lot more than you lose. Absolutely. It's going to be a very exciting football season. You guys have a great, I mean, it, I can't say enough how uh, impressed and how proud I am of, of what you've done in inspirational career. And we, I'd like to close with in our Faith and Family Football podcast. And ask you, because I know you're a man of faith, uh, what what your faith means to you? Well, you know, I think the, the thing that I, I quickly learned, I, my my father was a tremendous football coach in his own right. He was uh, head, uh, head coach at University of Richmond there for oh, a wow. number of years, a really powerful FCS school. And then 
he was offensive coordinator at Baylor and Auburn and Tennessee and Iowa State. So, you know, in his own right, he had a, a great career. And, uh, and, and a kid growing up, I had an opportunity to see the, the college athlete look at my father. And as a son, it impressed me to see those players that I idolized, to, to look at my dad and uh, to see that they respected him, how, how they hung to his conversation and his words and, and how he affected others. And, you know, certainly it, it, it made an impression on me in terms of the type of strength of man that my father was. But the one thing that I, that, that I can take away from uh, a kid growing up is that, you know, my, my dad was a phenomenal Christian role model for ways that tough, demanding football coach, you know, wins all those, you know, challenges in life and the pressures of the job, you know, along with, you know, really trying to make sure that we are living lives that are honorable to Christ. And so I think when we, you know, kind of see ourselves growing up and looking for people to, to, to model after, you know, certainly Coach Taft, Coach DeBerry, and my father, you know, the, those are the type of men that, that I've been saved by. I know that at the end of the day, you know, as much as we want to win ball games, and, uh, you know, we had an opportunity when I was a head coach at Azusa Pacific, we won a national championship, and, and, and those are great moments in, in memory. Right. But the thing that uh, I choose uh, to remember the most, and it's the easiest to fall back on, are the lives that we have a chance to, to be around uh, and, and, and see them grow, you know, in their faith. We've, uh, I guess now in about eight years, or finishing up seven, seven going on eight, eight years in our program, you know, we, we've seen over uh, 70 kids in our program make faith decisions, and those are things that we're intentional about. And so I think uh, when we're doing that, we win both uh, on the school board and in the life, and it becomes kind of that uh, double win that uh, Frosty Westerling used to talk about. So that's that's our goal. And congratulations, man. That, you know, what that does for society cannot be measured. And thank you so much for being gracious with your time. We're very excited. We're going to be behind. Houston Baptist football, and congratulations, and thank you so much. Have a blessed day, Coach. Hey, thanks, Josh. Take care.